Welcome to the Moms Who Money podcast, where every week we chat about all things related to money, mom life, mindset, and spirituality. I'm your host, Eileen Joy, and I am a money and mindset coach for moms, teaching you how to confidently go from living paycheck to paycheck to making money easy. Money doesn't have to be hard. It is possible to break the chains, and I'm going to show you how. Get ready to join the Moms Who Money. Thank you for tuning into my new podcast. I need your help. The only way that my podcast will grow is for you to rate, subscribe, and share. You can actually use every device in your home to rate and subscribe. You can use your phone, your laptop, your kids' phones, your kids' laptops, your kids' iPads, your husband's or your partner's devices. Please rate with five stars and subscribe to on as many devices as possible. This will affect how the algorithm shares the show. In exchange for your help and kindness, I have created an exclusive freebie called The Six Steps for Raising Money Smart Kids. To get your copy, simply take a screenshot of your five-star rating and either DM me or email me your screenshot, and I will send you the link for your freebie. I am so grateful that you're here. Let's start the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's episode of the Moms Who Money podcast. Today, we're chatting about your money story. But before we dive in, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Your money story. Why is your money story so important? Well, we don't learn about money in school. We learn from our environment, like our environment that's our parents, our Caregivers, family, friends, work, social media, TV, just, you know, you get the idea, right? So like everything around you, your environment shapes your money story. And it starts at home with your parents when you're little, and then it just conditions you over time through your environment. A really good starting point to think about your money story and really understanding your money story and your money type. There is different money types as well. So we need to understand your money story and your money type to come up with your money strategy. So some questions you might wanna ask yourself are, are you a saver? And if you are, why? Are you a spender? And if you are, why? Do you hoard things? Like, are you going to end up on that show Hoarders? (laughs) And why? Why would you hoard things? Do you think people that have money are greedy? And if you do, why? So like, these are things that are part of your money story. This is a good starting point for you to understand how to create your money strategy. And it really wasn't until I realized mine And then from there, it was so easy to map out my money. So there's four different money types. They're the spender, the saver, the risk taker, and the money warrior. Now, you can be more than one, but generally you lean towards like one, and then you might have like tendencies of another. So like a spender, like someone who likes to live large, right? So you may be a spender, if you are someone who 
doesn't mind buying like the highest quality product, no matter how much it costs. You don't mind getting into debt. Uh, you may be a spender if spending gives you a rush, like an oxytocin rush, like that hormone, that oxytocin, oxytocin hormonal rush that you get. Uh, you may be a spender if you love taking lavish vacations or buying expensive purses. That That's a spender. You may be a saver if you learn to do without things or scale back on expenses instead of spending. Or you may be a saver if you like to purchase things that are really not top quality just to save a few bucks. Or you might be a saver if you might use things until they are completely worn out. Uh, you might have extra money and you'd rather put it into savings than spend it. So you might be a risk taker if you are comfortable getting into debt. You might be a risk taker if you're constantly thinking about your next investment and you don't mind carrying large credit card balances every month. You tend to believe that your success is in direct proportion to the risks that you're willing to take. And you feel so passionate in every risk you take. Um, and you do take risks often and continuously to achieve your goals. Uh, people that are afraid of money are warriors, right? The money warrior. Um, but there are people that have an actual condition called chromatophobia. This is a real thing. So people out there genuinely have a fear of money where the symptoms of chromatophobia are an intense fear of money, like fear of spending, um, fear of just complete financial ruin. Um, even thinking about it or touching it um, gives you an anxiety attack. Uh, you can start sweating, shaking, uh, dry mouth, nausea, shortness of breath, and just all these other symptoms of just complete and utter anxiety. You can also be a money warrior, still be anxious about money without all the severe symptoms. You might have some every once in a while, but you can be an anxious money warrior if you rarely buy things because you don't like spending. You're constantly checking your bank account balances. You're always worried if you'll have enough money. Money just makes you nervous. You really have a hard time making money decisions and then you feel guilty after a purchase or just having money worries in general just keeps you up at night. So this is all from your money story and how all these money types were formed within you and your conditioning. So when you think about it, like really think about this, your money story is generational your money story is formed from your parents. And then they learned from their parents, your grandparents, and then they learned from their parents, your great-grandparents, right? So think about that. It just keeps going on and on, backwards and backwards and backwards and backwards. So your money story is in direct relation to your ancestors and any of your past lives. That's going to be a whole, a whole other episode. So 
Now is the time to heal your money wounds because if you haven't realized it already, your money story has already been passed on to your kids. And it can be changed. You can totally rewrite your money story. It is possible. I keep changing mine. So I'll share my money story with you. So my money story, so I look back to when I was growing up and I remember all the yelling and the fighting about money in my house. There was so much fighting. My dad was a gambler and I still remember him taking me like, I think I was like five years old and we would go to this place called OTB. It's off track betting. And it was this like store that you could go to, to place bets on horse racing. And I remember being there and I was always so scared. I remember hiding under the table. Like the whole time we were there, I would hide under the table because there would be guys just screaming at the TVs watching these horse races. And I remember the smell. It was disgusting. Just the smell of beer and cigars or cigarettes, just smoke. And it was just disgusting. And I hated it there. I don't know why my father would take me there, but he would take me there and I hated every second of it. And so I, I despise gambling, I think because of that. Um, then my mom, she's a spender. So she just spends, 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 and she uses credit cards. And a long time ago, she used to use checks all the time. And now I don't even know if people know what checks are anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just always remember her with the credit cards and then um, complaining about the bills. And like every time she would sit down at the table and she'd be like, I'm doing the bills. I hate bills. And she was always complaining about bills. And she would have literally, I remember having a ton of envelopes with a rubber band wrapped around it with all these things. That I don't even know. And she just made it this big production of like bills are, are bad you know, and it was just a bad thing. So there were no money conversations in my house, like positive, you know, there were money conversations, but they were yelling. <laughs> and then the money lessons that my sister and I got were basically that money was bad, you know, and we would never have enough and it was always disappearing. You know, money was a hot topic in my house. It was like always walking on eggshells. Anytime you heard the word money, just run away. So, I mean, just looking back on it, like, what did she expect? No bills. I mean, you spend your money on credit with credit cards and all that comes in the bills. Anyway, so since I hate gambling, I became a spender. By the time I graduated college, I had $30,000 of just credit card debt. Not student loan, credit cards. That was because all I knew was to use a credit card. You know, I never had cash um, my, my parents didn't want me to work. They said that they would help me get through school and to just use the card. And um, I signed up for my own cards. Like you would walk through the campus center and they would have tables set up and they'd be giving away free t-shirts and frisbees and all these giveaway swag things for signing up for a credit card. And so I signed up for all these cards and I maxed them all out. It, it was just awful graduating college and start trying to start a new life and having massive amounts of debt. And I kept myself in debt for years to come because I never learned anything about money. I never learned how to get out of debt. I never knew being in debt was bad. I just thought that was normal. So I was just constantly maxing out cards, revolving my debt, avoiding collections, 
my credit score was terrible. Uh, when I wanted to buy my first house, I think my credit score was 530. And they just kind of laughed at me. <laughs> so it's like all these things are so important and, and we're, we don't learn this stuff in school. You know, we need to teach our kids all about it now. Basically, my head was in the sand and I was just ignoring that there was a problem because I didn't even realize it was a problem. I just thought that was the way people lived. So after my divorce and bankruptcy, I finally woke up, right? So now I've become my own financial advisor and I have the perfect strategy that works for me and my family. And you may not realize this, but personal finance is personal and each family is special and unique in their own way. And everyone's needs are different. So like everyone has different income, debts, savings, investments, goals, all the things. So have you ever thought about these and then thought it's just too hard? So you just ignore it, right? It's just how much time do you have now before your retirement? Do you know? How old do you want to be when you retire? 65, 70, 75, 80? Do you want to retire at 50, 45? What do you want? So the longer that you wait to take control of your finances, the longer you will have to work. If you don't have a plan now to get in control of your finances, it's time to start. Retirement will keep moving further and further away. I don't want to be one of those gray-haired old ladies traveling with a walker saying, I finally get to enjoy my life. No way. That's not going to be me. So... Build your financial plan now so that you're saving for the future and enjoying your life now. Save money and take vacations. Yes, please. <laughs> so if you're loving these episodes, please share on your social media, rate and review and subscribe. And all the ways to get in touch with me are listed below in the show notes. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Eileen Joy Money Coach. And my email is Eileen at EileenJoy.com. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, please share on your social media and tag me at EileenJoyMoneyCoach so I can see which episodes you're loving. The only way this podcast grows is by you sharing it. Please rate, review, and subscribe down below. See you next week.